What's up, guys? Welcome to Cooler Conversations, the podcast culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not so new, welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, then be sure to leave a review or hit us up on the social media pages and let me know what you like about the show. Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank and talk about both of today's local sponsors. I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Dr. Andy from Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well, and listeners of this podcast can get 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name. So if you want to feel your best, check them out on Instagram at Cardinal Cairo Sports, on Facebook, or their website at www.cardinalchirosports.com. Again, that is a 15% off a dry needling package when you mention this podcast by name. Our second sponsor of the day is Alamance Coffee Works. AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants to enjoy coffee with other people. Speaking of those local connections, Alamance Cafe Works has collaborated with local nonprofits to raise funds for the I Will Survive 5K, benefiting cancer survivors and the Alamance Regional Medical Center Charitable Foundation. On a day-to-day basis, their local shop, the Converge Coffee Bar, have meeting rooms that are free to reserve for meetings and work, along with their signature brew, offering gluten-free items, toasts, smoothies, and teas. What makes AKW and Converge unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee and building relationships with people and local businesses. And as an added bonus, listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, on their website, akwcoffee.com. Again, that is 25% off your purchase when you use promo code COOLER, at checkout at akwcoffee.com. So thank you again to both of our sponsors. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's episode, we're talking about holistic health and the journey it takes. Today's guest started her holistic journey in the midst of the pandemic in 2020, discovering her purpose and strengths in human connection, natural healing, sharing stories, and teaching. She's a holistic life coach, yoga teacher, and the host of the Back to the Basic Breath podcast and based in Austin, Texas. Today, we introduce Shane Saribi. Hey, hey, Shane. How you doing? Hi, thank you so much. Such an awesome introduction. Thanks for having me. I, are you talking about introduction? I almost uh, baffled your name, even though I just said, we just went through it before the intro. <laughs> you nailed it. Everything sounded good on my end. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so kind of getting into uh, the Austin, Texas, uh, please explain this to me. Every time I look on social media, uh, I see someone either moving to Colorado, Miami, Florida, or Austin, Texas. So what's uh, what's going on in Austin right now? <laughs> I think um, there's a lot of people interested in Austin just because of the kind of whole outdoor experience. There's a lot of people here 
that love being outside the weather if you're into hot weather this is like the place to be I personally last summer or I guess two summers ago now I was living in San Francisco um doing a program through Elon I was doing yoga there and I was considering potentially living there after school but I wasn't sure about uh, how far it was from the East Coast quite yet, and just like a few other things. And a lot of people there were talking about Austin. They were like, I think you'd love it. It's hotter there. There's lots of yoga, lots of fitness, live music, all of uh, all of the adventure. And so I kind of just moved here right after I graduated without ever having visited or anything like that. But I just kind of trusted what everyone was saying about Austin, which is just that it's a really fun place to be especially in your 20s there's a lot of opportunities in the health and wellness world here for work and just to uh, network and meet people and improve your own personal practice so I think that is the big draw to this city and it's it's like rapidly growing there's so many apartment complexes being built everywhere um, in preparation for all of these people that are moving here but it's super fun and exciting Absolutely. Um, just for the audience, I guess as a, a through line, uh, you graduated from Elon University, which is right around the corner from where I'm located. So what would be um, what would be just like a huge difference that you notice between the Alamance County area? And I, I can already think of like some major huge differences, but <laughs> what would be some as far as uh, pros that you see, especially uh, playing into how your business model goes? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, if you Google uh, cities that are good for yoga, literally, uh, there's like top 10 cities and Austin is uh, pretty high up there. And I did do that. I was I knew I wanted to prior to moving to Austin, my focus was more on building my yoga teaching experience and career. So I wanted to be in a space that had a lot of really awesome and powerful yoga. And so I heard a lot of good things again about Austin, just online and from San Francisco. And so being here definitely has proven it's given the internet has given Austin its justice because I am a changed yoga teacher and I've been here for less than a year. I've been able to be in a space with really, really awesome mentors and teachers and counselors. And it's been an honor to be able to grow so much in such a short period of time. And of course, I couldn't have done that. And I couldn't have come here and been able to get jobs in yoga spaces without my prior experience, both at Elon teaching on campus and teaching at Misfits, which was in a studio in Graham, um, where that was my first like official teaching job. And through that job, I was able to wiggle my way into the yoga world here, which is definitely hard to do, but worth doing nonetheless, for sure. So it's a huge pro, just the whole yoga world here. Definitely. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I was doing like, I was doing some research and I was looking into Austin itself and Aside from everyone I know moving to Austin, Miami, or Colorado, it, it's like uh, it's like this cool little mecca of where cool things are starting to pop off. It's like uh, the second California. Definitely. A lot of, even just since I'm um, working in the studio, I've met so many people that are coming from LA and California. 
And I know like Elon Musk is sending buildings over here and all of the things. It's definitely growing almost too fast for it to be able to handle the roads here. One thing I had to adjust to are the roads. They're really crazy. Um, It's hard. I feel like, I feel like it's hard to explain over the phone, but just like a lot of highways that like overpass each other, like four layers of highways. Um, So it's pretty chaotic and I had to adjust to the driving here, but, um, and I just feel like that's just a effect of the city growing so quickly and like it's still being kind of this small city that we're trying to pack so much into. I'm imagining one of those, uh, you were talking about how to describe it over the phone. I'm imagining one of those, uh, like kids rugs for like hot wheels where the roads are going over the houses and everything. (laughs) Exactly. Or like, um, Mario Kart. People say like the rainbow road, just like crazy, (laughs) crazy, crazy roads. (laughs) So let's uh, let's jump into uh, the the life coaching, the holistic life coaching. Um, I was looking; uh, you're all over the internet. First of all, I was lo- I looked up, searched your name, and then uh, one. I was looking at a couple articles, and one of them was um, it was from the Elon Edge, and it was all you. This was your quote: "Although I may have always been fit, I did not fall in love with the lifestyle until the summer after my sophomore year of high school." So my question is: How does an accounting major get into health and wellness? Well, pretty much, I would say, um, so, well, throughout my childhood into high school, I was a competitive athlete. That's kind of what the article is referencing. And then, yeah, I fell away from being a competitive athlete in the beginning of college and just kind of fitness all around. I wasn't in the best mental space or um, physical space, honestly, with my health, just my mind-body harmony was out of whack. And it was this, yeah, summer after sophomore year. And I remember I actually had just, uh, I was in a relationship um, in college. And I remember just feeling like I was so lost as a human. And it took being in a relationship, being around someone else so much to really realize how lost I felt. I don't think I, anyone else was kind of giving me that wake up call, um, freshman year in college, you know, as we're navigating, making friends and all those things. And so I just decided to start a new form of exercise. I knew I was having health issues, so I couldn't really do intense exercise anymore. And I heard about yoga and how it's good for both your mind and your body. So I just started doing at home practice. I got into calisthenics because I just like the idea of regaining that feeling of control over your own body and that mind-body connection. So I started doing yoga and calisthenics. I just bought books about both of them. And then I was looking into, I saw an ad for yoga teacher training by Elon, which I think was just like my internet, like stalking me. I don't know how it popped up, but it did. I was like, well, I just, maybe I should just do this and learn everything there is to know about yoga. I never been to a yoga class and I just signed up for my 200 hour training and started at junior year. And that's just kind of what changed my life. I really wasn't expecting it to, but it did. And that's kind of how, yeah, the accounting major fell in love with health and wellness and this whole journey, just because I was at such a low point and it really turned my life around and helped me, my physical health too, because I was really sick. I had a lot of gut health issues Um, so it was kind of a huge transformation. And so I couldn't really, 
ignore that. And it just became a huge passion of mine that I wanted to share with as many people as I could. Absolutely. And I, this, this kind of like, I could spin this in two different questions. So I'll, I'll go for the first one. Um, I, I saw on your website and then on like your Instagram, like, um, bio, you were taught, you were talking about, uh, being a trauma informed yogi and it, you, you mentioned a lot on your, on your account, um, especially on the social feed about a uh, gut health. And I've, I've read several books where it talks about your gut being almost like your second brain, how like, uh, if you, well, I, it, is that correct? I guess that would be a question as opposed to me informing. Is that correct to say that your gut is almost like your second brain? I would say so in a sense, definitely um, to like kind of do a deeper dive into what that means. Our mind is definitely connected to our body. Our gut health uh, is intertwined with our immune health and our respiratory health and our, our hormones our liver health, um, which all affect our brain because our nervous system affects our talks to our brain and all of those things. Um, and so there are a lot of different ways in which your gut can be unhealthy, especially just with in the world we live in. There's so many uh, different lifestyle habits that we have that do not promote healthy gut. And on top of that, we just aren't going out of our way typically to take care of our gut either, which we definitely need. Um, so for me, and in terms of going into like trauma-informed yoga, I learned through a very long journey, a very long, painful journey with my gut that I was experiencing somatic symptoms or psychosomatic symptoms, which is just that I was so stressed out all the time and not coping well. And so my nervous system was constantly triggered. It was constantly going and it was never, I was not giving it enough time to recover and to rest and digest and process kind of the chaos I was living through, which was hurting my gut health. And I wasn't doing anything to take care of that. So it just was this kind of spiraling situation that all started because I wasn't managing my stress well. And so in that way, yes, the gut and the mind are connected because I was making myself physically ill from something that was caused by like a mental trigger, just like stress management. Okay. So then how, um, how would you, cause obviously we're, we're kind of going into, um, we're, I mean, we're coming out of like probably the one of the most stressful years that imaginable for most of us. How, what are some practices that you, that you found super doable, easy, and almost like you could package them for anybody as far as, as far as like stress management? Have you, have you found anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So a huge, a huge thing for me that I started doing in my yoga teacher training. And I didn't even realize at first that this is what was kind of healing my gut and allowing me to eat whatever I wanted again, work out more intensely and just be able to live without this fear of like chronic pain in my gut and uh, my throat and my chest. And it was pretty much breath work. There's a specific uh, pranayama or breathing exercise that you can do that is specifically designed to calm down your nervous system. Um, And so essentially it's inhaling 
for less than you exhale and you can vary the counts or the seconds that you inhale and exhale. You can start for beginners. I would recommend inhaling for a count of four through the nose and then you hold at the top of your breath. So you hold your breath for two seconds and then you exhale out through the mouth for seven seconds. So it's four to seven. And uh, also for beginners, it would be like four rounds and then you can work your way up into eight and basically the first time I did this in yoga teacher training, I started to have like a panic attack because wow. you're in- inhaling less than you're exhaling. And mentally I was like, whoa, 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 like what's going on? I'm freaking out. I inhale, like, you know, we're breathing in less than we're letting out. Like, how can that be okay? And my yoga, the leader of the YTT was just like, calm down. Like your body's not going to stop breathing. That's not how that works. Like you're safe. You're fine. Just keep doing it. And I was like, okay. And so I kept doing it. I kept doing it and it worked. It really calms your whole system down the more you do it. And it was almost more powerful that I was so affected by it at first. I was so freaked out because I was really able to feel the difference and understand like that kind of phrase she said, like you're not, your body's never just going to stop breathing you're healthy and you're safe. And that phrase has gotten me through so much because my breath has become such a powerful tool with stress management and just slowing my nervous system down. I'm just remembering like you have control over your breath and therefore you have control over your body and your mind. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, that breathing technique is huge and you can again change it. So if you get comfortable with four to seven, you could do six, four, nine, you know, and, um, do longer inhales and longer exhales. And just, it really is an awesome feeling. So that's one thing. Uh, Another thing when I'm teaching like my clients about stress management, we really focus on coping mechanisms and you can, two effective coping mechanisms are to tangibly cope or to emotionally cope. And so tangibly coping is just seeing like, what is the stress? Can I physically avoid the stress? Can I do something to actually get this stress out of my life? Um, And a lot of times that's not the case. It's out of our control. So then we have to learn how to cope emotionally. And that can be in the form of a lot of things. It could be breath work. It could be journaling. It can be crying. It can be talking to friends. Um, It could be running or playing sports or just finding some sort of positive release that allows you to not ignore the stress, but to feel it and to release it in a healthy way. Otherwise, those emotions either stay in our body or are heavily processed by our liver. And so, yeah, in that way, crying actually is super, super beneficial for your body because when you cry, you're physically releasing hormones that your liver would be processing otherwise, which can, you know, take a toll on your liver and therefore your gut and therefore your brain and all these things that are intertwined. So yeah, just kind of allowing yourself to release emotions and to make space to release the stress that your body's holding on to in those times. Wow. What was your, what was your reaction? Like learning into this, like be, you know, as you were learning the new skills and the new, um, the new tactics, like how amazed, cause I, it amazes me every time I hear it from people, like how amazed were you when you first heard it? Like how intertwined, like you said, your body is to each other, how everything just adds on top of each other. There's no like, 
There's no like singular thing that you do for this body part. There's nothing that you do. It's all intertwined. Like how crazy that is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was blown away. It was, it's so validating to, for, it was so validating for me as someone who went through kind of just years and years of going to the doctors for my gut issues, my health issues, and just being told like, you know, your x-rays are clear. So we just don't know what's wrong with you. And, you know, finally finding holistic wellness and reading these books and these textbooks and being told like, you weren't crazy. You weren't making anything up. Like your body and mind is so powerful. And if you are someone who's very aware and connected to your mind and body, like, yeah, you can present mental things physically. It was definitely awesome. It blows my mind every day as well. I'm super passionate about it. And I've always been coming into freshman year in college. uh, Before I was an accounting major, I was pre-health just because in high school, when I first started learning about like the human body and how it works. And I've always just been amazed by all of it and how seemingly it all is and how it really just takes a little bit of extra awareness each day to just take care and give back to your body and keep it in harmony because it does so much for us every single day without us ever thinking about it. And yeah, that's definitely what blows my mind. (laughs) It's, it's like, it's the craziest thing that we walk around with every single day. It's a, uh, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to hate me because I've mentioned this uh, quote uh, like probably a hundred times over this podcast, but there's a (laughs) quote I use uh, it's uh, by Ross Edgley. Uh, he's famous for uh, swimming around Great Britain, but he he has this uh, quote talking about how your body your body is an instrument. It's not an ornament. Like you build your body based off what you're trying to get accomplished. So, like like you mentioned about the breath the uh, the breath work. I I for one am a huge advocate for breath work. I uh, I've <laughs> I just got done reading uh, the Wim Hof method, and I got done reading. Uh, by Nestor, uh, the breathing book. And it's insane just how just itself breathing can, uh, something that we do every single day since the moment we're born is it can fundamentally change your outlook. It's insane mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I agree. I have one yoga teacher. I always take the, uh, his class and he always says, it's crazy how many times a day you just like aren't breathing. Like you're not consciously taking deep, full breaths. Like how how little we allow ourselves to completely exhale our entire breath and like yeah like we're never going to stop breathing but it is crazy like you said we could so easily be using this thing we've been doing since birth without even thinking about it to change our lives and that's why it's almost so funny when I'm explaining it to people and I feel like people are expecting this whole big like awakening. And I'm like, just breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just just pay attention to your breath a few times a day. People like don't believe me. They're like, that can't be, that can't be it. I'm like, just give it some time. <laughs> You'll see. You'll notice. But it, uh, it is really cool. It can't be that simple. People feel like they have to purchase it from a third party. Right. Yeah. I'm like, all of it's within you. You you've got this. And that's what I love about holistic wellness and why I wanted to, that's kind of how I rediscovered my purpose this summer because I realized it wasn't really just about teaching yoga. I was like, I want everyone in whatever way they need in their life to go through the transformation that I have, because I just went from someone who was so lost and confused and had so little confidence and had all of these health issues and was just able to turn myself around and man- and feel confident and able of manifesting the life that I want. And I think like 
I see it as like, if I can do that, I really do believe, like, I believe, especially through yogic philosophy, like, I think that's within everyone. And that's kind of my purpose for serving clients in the holistic health world, because I just want everyone to, yeah, not just think they need to buy a workout program or just buy a diet plan, but to understand that it takes putting in the work and that it's already there within you. You just have to pay attention a little bit more. Absolutely. Now uh, it was during 2020. So obviously there was a lot going on. Were you, was there any content you were uh, um, absorbing? Was there like books that you were reading? Like what specifically was there a specific trigger um, that you remembered down to like the date and time that was like, Oh, I'm it's holistic. Like you, where you reframed your why. I would say the first uh, trigger I was in DC right after I left Elon. Uh, and I think it was like late May and there were um, some protests going on and some marches and I was doing, yeah, I was doing a lot of absorbing um, in DC online um, trying to find more accounts to educate myself on some things. And I found this one account. Um, I forget her exact Instagram handle, but her name is Rachel Rickards and she's a yogi and a social activist. And she introduced this idea of trauma to me and trauma healing and through yoga practices and meditation and, um, intergenerational trauma and all these new concepts that I had kind of felt personally, but did not have education behind it. So I hadn't had like words to put to my experiences or my feelings. And I remember I sat down and I did a guided meditation led by her and it was all about allowing yourself to heal. And it like, I was like, I had a meltdown. Like I was completely overwhelmed and overcome with like emotion and just a sense of like love around me. And that like made me so curious that alone. I'm someone who (laughs) I feel like I'm someone who's like somewhat, if something changes me or catches my attention, um, I want to know everything about it. I don't want to just ignore that moment. So I went ahead and found a trauma-informed yoga training online. Uh, so I did that throughout the summer as I moved to Austin. And during that uh, training, I would say that stuff, the trauma-informed yoga and just being trauma-informed really, really interested me. And I felt really passionate about that stuff. I've had a lot of trauma in my life, and it definitely was a a lot of the reason why I had health issues too in college and being able to help other people get through trauma again and just kind of like understand their own worth and capabilities. It's all kind of interconnected, but through that training this summer is kind of when I took time to revisit my why. And that's when I was like, yeah, I want to teach more than just yoga. I want to help people heal and educate them on like their own body their own nutritional health and just kind of how to manifest the reality that they deserve to have. Absolutely. Um, do you ever have any um, specific misconceptions that you get a lot um, from just the general audience or people that you know about uh, holistic wellness in general, or just kind of like uh, along the path that you're doing? Have you ever run into any like either, I don't want to say, I don't want to say pushback, but just like a misconception. 
I wouldn't say there's misconceptions. I would more so say, at least in my experience, that there's more just a complete lack of awareness of what this means. I think, although the concept in reality isn't new, I think it's kind of new to the average person. I think the word holistic health and trauma healing, I think these topics were really brought to light heavily this summer and throughout this pandemic um, in terms of people needing space to heal and um, a lot of counselors and activists and yogis stepping up to tell people that they need that space. So I think people are just starting to get curious about it. And I do a lot of just explaining the differences between holistic wellness and kind of just like a regular program, a regular health coach program or a regular fitness program and just how it's kind of all encompassing where a lot of people just are kind of like, yeah, like what is the difference between just like a regular health coach or a fitness coach or a nutrition coach and a holistic coach. And so it's just kind of explaining that it ties everything together and takes a very natural approach to the situation. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, I, I feel like there's, uh, there's so much, there's so much out there now to where that's why I like to ask the misconception question is there's a lot of people that are feel like they're just looking for the right answer. And there's a, there's a lot of things floating around. Like I, I always use this example. Like a lot of people are trying to learn about the keto diet and then they go to like vitamin shop and they just see a product that says keto on it. And they think that if they take that, they are on keto and it's like, what? No. <laughs> so yeah, it, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot out there as far as like pushing and pulling of what's information. Definitely. And honestly, I would say in terms of pushback, like now that I'm thinking about it, um, when you just explained that I thought of it, it's it's like um, pushback in terms of like silence or lack there of wanting to sign up to work with the holistic health coach. Like, or there will be people that will say they're interested, but they'll still, yeah, do those diet plans or still do something that's not quite sustainable but as more of a quick fix, that's not really great for you. And I think that's like a hard truth that I like to bring to light, but people don't really like to hear is just that we live in a very competitive society where I think going the holistic route, I mean, some changes in my like Instagram feed, for example, since I've become more holistic is I don't post all these intense workouts all the time. I'm not always in like, this like intense, like ripped shape all the time. And I've learned to love myself and to love my life in a more, when I'm living more sustainably. And I, I think that concept still scares a lot of people. And the hardest part for holistic practitioners right now is getting people to take that first step um, and accepting that you're going to have to let go of kind of your toxic behaviors that tell you, well, I want to work with someone that's going to make me work out seven times a week and give me a 12 pack and not let me eat so that I can lose weight super fast. And all these kind of little voices in our head, that, you know, tell us that's what we should be doing or we need to be whatever X, Y, or Z, whereas holistic wellness really does preach sustainability and, you know, meeting yourself where you are and loving your body through all the phases and food freedom and eating what you want and all those things. I think that those concepts do scare a lot of people and because it makes you feel like, I don't know, you're not doing enough or you're not 
pushing yourself enough in this society. Absolutely. It's, uh, that's, that's the key term. It's like, you're never enough, right? Like mm-hmm. every, even like the most ripped people have that body dysmorphia problems where it's like, oh, I'm right. not, I'm not there. It's like, you look pretty awesome to us. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's such an intense mindset that so many people live in. Um, So yeah, in terms of pushback, I I think there's pushback in the sense that people, some people just don't want to hear it at all because they're in denial or they're content with or whatever's going on with them with, yeah, their current lifestyle or, you know, pushing themselves past sustainable habits. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to jump over to, uh, your podcast because I, I find it interesting. I don't know a lot of like fellow podcasters, so I, I always love to talk about a podcast when I get a chance. Um, what was the motivation to start, uh, the back to basic breath podcast? I was kind of just sitting with myself and my social media and the way I get my opinions out there. And I was experiment. I'd been experimenting with YouTube through college and I really just did not like YouTube. I, yeah, I majored in accounting and I do yoga. So the whole social media thing, I've had to teach myself a lot of it and some things I just don't like. And YouTube was one of them. So I was just kind of thinking like, what's another way I can communicate these new things I'm learning about and just kind of get stories out there. And I like to talk. I have no problem talking. I love chatting with my friends. I'm a teacher. So I like, you know, that's fine. So that's kind of how I thought of podcasts. And yeah, I just kind of Googled, you know, how to make a podcast, uh, listened to a few. I was listening to a few others that I really liked. So I knew I needed like intro music and stuff like that. I was like, I'll figure it out and I'll just, started doing it and then yeah that's when it just kind of expanded from there how I wanted to have women share their stories and you know I've been so busy lately with work I have a few that I need to edit and upload but um yeah it's been really awesome I've loved chatting with women and just podcasting in general it's a lot of fun yeah and that was another thing I I found really cool about what you were doing is as opposed to like a, a guest like what we're doing right now where you know, I get to show off my bravado through my voice and then ask a question. Uh, you actually have guest speakers where they, they come on and tell a little bit more about their story on, at their own pace, which was really cool. Yeah, I really liked the idea of just kind of letting people talk and just seeing like, yeah, I I mean, they would, people would always be like, well, what do you want me to talk about? What do you mean you want me to lead the conversation? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, I, I am inspired by you. I think you have a lot of good things to say. So pick one of the good things to say. <laughs> and they're like, okay, it makes everyone so nervous to just kind of like lead and yeah, pick their own personal stories. And I'm like, I think it is awesome because that's what I love to do through my, through what I do with my clients now is I love just holding space for people to just let go and to share and to know that there's people out there that feel so validated by their story and feel heard and feel supported um, by something they might not have thought anyone would have cared about or shared a similar experience prior. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. There's something so pure about hearing the stories of, I don't even like to say everyday people cause everyone's an everyday people, but 
it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's very grounded it's very grassroots hearing from people that you specifically know or a friend of a friend as opposed to like we all know when we think of like podcasts now it's like who can grab the biggest celebrity to talk about mm-hmm. x y and z as opposed to like you know, grabbing the local store owner or the local uh, yoga studio instructor who has a really cool story to tell. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. These are seriously, it's just all been women that I've truly learned so much from and have been inspired from on my own personal journey. And some of them, yeah, I haven't even met in person yet, which is another really cool thing about this social media space. And you know, social media obviously has its cons as well, but I have been really disciplined about making my social media space a positive place for me. And through that, I have just made so many friendships with women I've only met. But even my retreat this summer, I'm holding hosting my first wellness retreat this summer, and I'm co-hosting with a girl, Kelsey, who's located in Wilmington, North Carolina, who I've never met in person but we've been friends online for over a year and now we're business partners. So it's really, it honestly blows my mind. I feel like such a dork talking about it. Like I feel like my little brother and like his video game friends and now it's like my life, but in the wellness world, but it's really cool to be able to connect and share stories and support with people online, whether it's a podcast or Instagram or anything like that. See, you can't even talk that much crap about it because me and you have never even met in person. So this. (laughs) Yeah, see, it's exactly. And it's like, yeah, like people I know reached out to you and I, I love it. I think the whole little fitness world and health and wellness world is can be such a safe and supporting space. And just kind of being able to be a part of that is a great feeling for sure. Let's uh let's jump over to the retreat because I that w- I wanted to talk about that. So what what can uh what can individuals what can people expect uh, of this retreat? What's going to happen? Yeah, okay. I'm so excited about this retreat. Um, it is this summer, August 11th to the 15th in downtown Austin. We'll be staying at, so non-locals to, or sorry, locals to Austin have the option to stay in the retreat house, but they will also have the option to just buy kind of like event tickets to stop in since they will be local, but everyone else has the option to buy the ticket to stay at the house uh, for the, what is it, four or five days. And basically we'll be doing so many things we'll have a chef with us the whole time who's not only going to be cooking for us home cooked meals but she'll be teaching all of us how to cook these meals educating us on just little things too like how to cut different vegetables uh to uh cooking tricks and she is not a holistic health coach but a nutritionist and she bases things very vegan and plant-based so i'm excited for her to just share more about plants and what they do for you. So that'll be there. We'll have a bunch of guest yoga teachers and a few guest speakers that'll be talking about mental health and discovering purpose and finding empowerment through holistic and strength-based practices. Um, Lots of things, F45 workouts, yoga on the water, uh, community service cleanups around the lake and yeah, just a lot of a lot of good times and uplifting women. And 
I am super excited. Um, we're about to release our tickets officially to buy this Friday. So I'm super excited for that as well. That's awesome. How did you, how did you guys manifest this, especially if you guys have never met? (laughs) Basically I started, uh, posting about this retreat, kind of just posting polls, seeing if anyone would be interested in the summer, maybe, maybe September, kind of really in the end of the summer, beginning of fall. And Kelsey and I, like I said, we just kind of connected over a year ago on Instagram and we were always just, we always check in on each other. Like, how are you doing? What are you up to? Uh, kind of just trying to push each other to reach those goals we tell each other about. And she reached out to me that she was going to start studying holistic health coaching as well. Um, that it was something she was always interested in. And when she saw that I was really enjoying my experience, she thought like, what the hell I'm going to do it. So she was reached out to me and was like, I know you're taking on clients. If you ever want help, I think what you're doing is like right up my alley and I'd love to support you, whatever. So then through that, we were just kind of talking and she's like, I'm not going to get my certification for a bit, but I'd love to help with your retreat. I saw you posting about that. And I was like, yeah, because I was kind of, I'm balancing a lot. I'm always juggling like a billion things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I would love to have help. Help is like one of my favorite things to ask for. <laughs> and I just felt like I really trusted her. We we had been friends again online for a while. And it kind of started off her just wanting to help lead it with me physically, like the days of like lead some classes and stuff like that. And then I asked her, I was like, you can like, we can go completely 50, 50 on the workload um, and kind of make this a business and maybe do retreats more often at different locations. So that's when we came up with the idea of having our thing be called rise up retreats and then just changing the location and the logo every time we hold a retreat. So yeah. And then we just, we just would have zoom calls all the time. We have a bunch of Google docs going on. Uh, joint emails and we talk every single day we talk about the retreat and set up timelines and lots and lots of to-do lists to keep everything organized and you know there were times when I was going through a lot or she was going through a lot and we had to one of the things that's really awesome about being you're in Boston that way is when you need some time to slow down you can take the time to slow down but um it's been really incredible working with Kelsey I couldn't ask for a better partner to work with um and i she's going to be visiting in may to visit the retreat house and get some photos for marketing and just kind of do some deep dive into the retreat and planning so i really can't wait and yeah that's kind of how we met we just kind of said like we're going to manifest this and we're not going to let each other not do this so and we committed to it which was special it's definitely rare and i feel very lucky um that this happened but i think that's just a part of opening yourself up and being willing to trust people and take chances and to, yeah, ask for help when you need it. And, you know, if you allow yourself to receive and believe that you deserve help and you deserve to receive, then you will. That is, uh, that is so so true. I mean, I I think in in this world, it's, it's almost prideful of us super to not even ask for help. It's, it's, I definitely, I'm definitely one for it. I, there's points where I just, uh, I try to plug away and do it all soul, solely by myself in my little mm-hmm. dungeon. But it, it's definitely, it's definitely awesome when you can uh, collaborate with people. 
So when when does Kelsey come uh, on your podcast? I don't even see her on here now. I know she. So we do plan to have her on the podcast. I'm really excited because she was actually going to be on the podcast right before we decided to work together on this retreat, and then we were like, "Oh, let's hold off because now that we're working together, we can really build on this podcast and talk more about our story and." Uh, where we're going with the retreat and stuff like that. So we're just kind of waiting for this launch, the official launch of our tickets and some more of our activities because we want to talk a lot about the retreat, but we haven't released a lot of information to the public yet. So she'll be on it very soon. I'm very excited. And she uh, specializes too in a lot of uh, works with women that have eating disorders or are recovering from eating disorder. So she, I know she wants to share a bunch about her personal story and how yoga and holistic health and wellness has changed her life through this journey as well. So I'm excited for her to share. Absolutely. Well, uh, Shane, this was, this has been an awesome conversation. Uh, where, where can everybody find, find you on the internet, even though I found you everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, primarily I would say my Instagram at Shane, the mindful yogi. So it's Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E underscore the mindful yogi. And through that Instagram is my website linked to my bio, which has everything uh, from my retreat to my programs, my client work, podcasts, discount codes, all that fun stuff is all linked right in my Insta bio. And yeah, located in Austin. So if you're ever here, reach out. I love to show people around Austin and do yoga with everyone. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Time flew by. I can't believe it. That's uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, a lot of people, uh, when they talk, they feel like it's gonna. It's only like 15 minutes. But you, this this was a, an amazing story. I'm I'm gonna definitely have to get you and hopefully Kelsey on if we can ever get it uh, to talk about uh, the retreat whenever when we get closer to August. I would love that. Definitely. And maybe, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I think Kelsey and I are going to build a really awesome journey with retreats in the future. So maybe we'll have to keep you updated after to see how that first one goes. I, we, I think we want to have a second one in the fall, but that's a secret for now. Okay, <laughs> cool deal. Well, uh, Shane, thank you again for being on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to listen and to keep listening to the rest of your podcast. I'm so honored to have been here. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Guys, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend. Subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Links to everything that Shane just said is going to be in the description, as you can tell before you even clicked on this episode. If you'd like as well, follow me on Instagram at Cooler Conversations. As always, this podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.